0: This episode will contain discussion of a sexual nature. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show, and thank you for listening. If this is the first time you're listening, I hope you enjoyed and continue to be a listener. If you've listened to the show before, thanks for coming back and continuing to be a listener. This show is available on the following platforms. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn and Castbox, You can also find the show if you search in Google and type in Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Uh, That should come up first in the searches and you'll be able to listen to episodes directly from the Google browser if you don't have a podcasting app and are listening either on a tablet or a laptop. This show encompasses three specific topics, sports, movies, and politics. Now recently I haven't really done very many sports podcasts, So hopefully I'll find one uh, to jump into and comment on. I've done mostly movies and politics lately, uh, but today's episode is going to be a little bit even different from that. I'm going to talk about the Epstein sex trafficking case that has come to light in the last two weeks. Uh, I have some very strong opinions about how the legal system deals with sexual predators. So... This is off the beaten path for my podcast, but this is a subject that I've felt very passionately about for a very long time and I felt it was worth discussing. Uh, So hopefully you will find this discussion uh, illuminating and interesting and hopefully uh, will lead you into listening to other episodes. So again, this is kind of off the beaten path for the show, but I felt very strongly about it and I wanted to discuss it. One thing I'd like to ask before we get started with the show if you listen to this episode and like what you hear or if you have listened to previous episodes and you listen via iTunes, uh, I would ask if you could rate and review the show uh, or at the very minimum, if you can rate the show, a five-star review would be fantastic. And also, if you can leave a comment, that'd be great. The reason that uh, I ask that and if you listen to various podcasts, uh, that'll be a common request. Uh, whether it's a large popular podcast or a small independent podcast like this show is. The reason we all ask uh, that small thing from the listeners is that that is the direct, most direct way you can help a show raise its profile. So basically every time a show is rated and reviewed, if they can get a certain amount, that raises the show's profile in that platform. So if someone's looking for a show about sports politics or movies like this particular podcast is about, uh, the more ratings and reviews are present, the higher the show is. Uh, appears in the profile in searches, so if you could do that, that would be greatly appreciated. So again, if you can do that, I appreciate that. You can also rate and review on any other platform as well. I'm not sure how they do it on other platforms such as Google Play or Stitcher, or Spotify. They may do it the same way. I'm not as informed on that particular aspect. So if you listen on any one of those platforms. And they have a way for you to rate and review. Please do it there as well. I'm sure uh, there is some uh, method that they use to look and kind of curate all that stuff. So I would really appreciate that. If you want to email the show directly, you can email at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Social media, I am on Twitter at BenYourEarPod. That is also the handle for Instagram. So feel free to reach out to me on either one of those. Uh, I am consistently on Twitter. Uh, so probably if you want to reach the show, if you're not going to email, Twitter would probably be the best way to do it. Uh, I am on Twitter constantly uh, either posting shows or, or interacting with other podcasters so, uh, and listeners as well. So please feel free to contact me there and uh, follow on Twitter. Today's show is going to center on Jeffrey Epstein. If you've watched the news uh, at all in the last week and a half to two weeks, uh, you will be keenly aware of who he is and what he has been embroiled and in charge with. So before we get into that, I'm just going to give a quick history on who is Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, So Jeffrey Epstein was born in New York, born and raised in New York City. In the early 70s, he was a teacher and through that profession, he was able to make a contact at someone uh, with someone at the Bear Stearns Financial Company. So basically, he became an options trader for Bear Stearns in the mid-70s and quickly rose through the ranks and to the point where he had the portfolio of many influential billionaires at Bear Stearns. He was so successful, he was able to strike out and start his own financial investment firm and take clients with him. Uh, amassing uh, a fortune that is said to be in the billions. He's labeled as a billionaire, but his true value as far as assets uh, is not really known because he moved his company offshore uh, for tax reasons into St. Thomas in the United States, Virgin Islands, where his residence, I think, is basically listed as. He also has a mansion in Palm Beach, Florida, and also one of the biggest mansions in Manhattan. So that's a little background background on Jeffrey Epstein. So I'm gonna kinda of work backwards a little bit. The case that's been in the news the last week week and a half to two weeks is basically he has been charged with sex trafficking. Basically the charges relate to paying underage girls, up to hundreds of them To have sex with them. He's had sex with underage girls. He's paid these girls to get other girls for him to have sex with. This occurred both in New York and in Florida. The charges, I believe, were brought from the New York DA's office. And there was a raid conducted at his home where thousands of images of underage girls in sexually provocative positions or poses were found at his property. So obviously, pretty disgusting charges. Uh, There's some implications that one of his ex-girlfriends basically handled his predilection as a madam procuring these girls. I don't know too much about that angle of it, but that was implied as well. But obviously Jeffrey Epstein is a sexual predator and a child molester. Uh, So some of the things that have been disturbing that I've noticed in the coverage of this case or the verbiage uh, of what he's been charged with. Now, a lot of the outlets have done great work on here. So obviously the catalyst for this round of charges against Mr. Epstein were was an investigative report done by the Miami Herald late last year. It was a three-part series by Julie Brown, Julie K. Brown, and she was able to interview dozens of victims Of Mr. Epstein because these charges are date back to 2005. So we're talking almost 15 years ago when these girls were underage and they were uh, brave enough to come forward and speak to her Uh, and this investigative reporting and this following up of the story eventually led to these charges. So uh, outstanding work done by the Miami Herald to bring these charges to light. But in other outlets, there's been a disturbing trend of categorizing this uh, as, quote, sex with underage women. So let me start with that phrase right there. That's some garbage. Okay. If they're underage, one, they're not women. They're children. So I find it very weird that that particular verbiage is used uh, to describe the situation. And I think there's a very, and I hate to use this term, lackadaisical approach to how sex offenders, especially sex offenders against children, are prosecuted and handled. I've seen way too many times where, I don't know how many times I watch the news and I see a story, whether it's local news or national news, of a sexual predator or a sexual crime that was committed against a child, and almost without exception... Every time they report the story, part of the story is, is this particular person has been charged with this in this past, or this particular person was released from prison in the last year for what their previous crime was—sex with a child. So my first thought on this, and I'll repeat this throughout this particular show, in my opinion, if you are convicted of sex with a minor, so basically child molester. If you are a child molester, you need to be put away for the remainder of your natural life. Frankly, if it were up to me, that's a death penalty offense, but that would never happen. So that lack of that, you get put away for the rest of your life and we don't see you again. Why is that not the sentence? Why? And I understand The difficulty in prosecuting these cases, I am sympathetic to the fact that when you have very young children involved, a lot of times plea deals are made when the children are very young to spare either very young children or underage children from having to testify. And I know that's the kind of the complicated part of this equation because you're running between protecting the victims and the rights of the accused. I get that. I get that an accused has a right to face their accuser, and I don't take that lightly, but there's gotta be some way we can do this where, where both the accuser and the accused are protected as far as their rights are concerned. Because to me, the price that we are paying for doing this is that we're, we're basically imprisoning sexual predators for a very short period of time, releasing them back into society when nothing has been rehabilitated. And I'm sorry, if you are sexually excited by young children, that will never go away. There's something missing, there's something wrong. That can't be, and I don't care what anybody says, that can't be therapied away, that cannot be, your sexual desires cannot be therapied away. If you have a predilection to young children or having sex with young children, You're a child molester and you either going to act on that and be a child molester or you're not going to act on it and leave it in the realm of fantasy. But fantasies are not illegal. Sex with children is illegal. You're never going to be cured of that. And if you are convicted of that crime to me, you should go away for life. Because what you've done to that child is you have scarred a child for the rest of their life. Now, many victims of sexual abuse go on to live productive, wonderful, great lives, but a lot of them are scarred, and their lives are affected adversely forever. And for that, that crime to me is worthy of life imprisonment. So back to Jeffrey Epstein. He has been charged with these horrendous, sickening crimes And hopefully he will get what he deserves. Now, let's backtrack a little bit to my point about serial sexual offenders. Mr. Epstein was convicted, not charged, convicted in 2008 of soliciting sex from an underage child. So here's the background of that story. Stepmother of the victim alleged that Mr. Epstein paid his daughter $200 to perform a quote-unquote erotic massage on him. The DA opened an investigation in Miami at the time. Mr. Acosta, who is now the labor secretary, I believe, under Trump's administration, was the district attorney at the time. In the investigation by the Miami district attorney's office in this case, they were able to find 40 underage girls that were allegedly allegedly victims of Mr. Repstein. I didn't say four, I said 40. The case moved forward. Apparently, many of the victims made financial settlements with Mr. Epstein. So of course, what that implies is that the parameters of that agreement would be that they would not press charges, that they would not move forward, and probably would not cooperate with authorities. So another complication in cases like this where The accused is a man of means, a person of means, a person of financial means. They're able to affect financial settlements and basically subvert the justice system to avoid prosecution. So obviously that's going to be an obstacle, so I get that. But here's what's going on here. The, The district attorney's office decided to offer a plea deal. So what Mr. Epstein agreed to was the following. He was, there were federal and state charges against Mr. Epstein. The federal charges were dismissed. He agreed to plead guilty to a state charge of soliciting sex from a minor. So let me stop there for a second. So the charge is soliciting sex from a minor. Now I understand that soliciting sex from a minor and actual, you had sex with a minor are two different things. And the second would be more severely punished than the first. But the first, in my opinion, should be severely punished as well. He was convicted of that charge and was sentenced to 18 months in prison and registering as a sex offender. So let's start with the second part first. So you, I'm sure a lot of people are saying, well, registering as a sex offender, that's a huge deal. That's a big deal. That affects the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. If you're a regular person living a regular life with a regular job, how do you think being registered as a sex offender affects a billionaire that travels the world that has access via his financial means to underage girls probably at will how do you think being registered as a sex offender is going to affect him not at all not to say that i'm that 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 i'm that i'm disappointed that they made him do that that's that's great and that should have happened because he is a sex offender but what does that really do punitively for his life for his career nothing and essentially He was convicted of this. He served 13 months of the 18 months and here's the kicker. He was allowed to leave the prison pretty much six days a week or six hours a day if I read it right. I could be wrong. So basically he was out the entire time he was in. He was allowed to continue. He was allowed to continue to work. I am not joking. This man who serially rapes children was allowed via a plea deal to work his job okay so what if mr epstein was a plumber in miami you would give him the same deal with the same charges and the same conviction oh mr plumber we understand you're 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 a plumber so we're going to allow you to work your plumbing job while you're serving a prison sentence for raping children do you think that would fly no probably not and with Mr. Epstein of course that was fine so he did his 13 months I would argue he didn't really do his 13 months he basically had 13 months of an altered work schedule and this is what he gets for raping children so that plea deal happens goes away um, as I was doing my quick research for this show, uh, there was a story in 2015 kind of highlighting what happened in the 2008 plea deal and how, you know, politicians were involved with him in not in not in the trafficking situation, but just obviously him being a billionaire. He was a very heavy political donor and a philanthropist as well. He gave a lot to charities, things like that. So, of course, that put him in circles with people like Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, uh, celebrities as well. So he's running in those kind of circles because someone that lives in New York and has that kind of financial portfolio, of course, is going to run in those circles. So he continued. He served his time, continued to live his life. Really, nothing, no major impact. Yeah, some bad publicity for a minute, but who really knew who Jeffrey Epstein was? He's some kind of financial dude. Nobody really cares. So that goes away. So flash forward back here, back to the Miami Herald, digging up this story And doing some great research and journalism. So this man raped children as young as 14 years old, maybe even younger. This man procured other underage girls to rape. Systematically raping children just basically as a part of his normal life. He's a child rapist. So now we come to here and see what happens. So this man has been charged with sex trafficking. The charges are much more severe than they were in 2008. So we're gonna see what's gonna happen. I hope what happens is this 66 year old child rapist goes away for the rest of his life which I think will happen. But again, he was released in 2008. This could have been stopped in 2008. But it wasn't stopped in 2008. And what happens is what happens a lot. I've heard a lot of the spin on this story. And here's something where I actually disagree. I've heard the spin, not that I disagree completely, but I disagree somewhat. Uh, The reporting has been Because the narrative, and I understand the narrative, has been, well, look, the rich and powerful get away with whatever they want, and they have the means to hire the best lawyers. This is all correct. Uh, You can go all the way back to this case, the O.J. Simpson case, any case of a high-profile person of means with either fame or money, uh, where they're either acquitted of a crime, a serious crime, or serve a severely reduced sentence. But in this particular case as it involves sex with children, or excuse me, raping children, let me let me say it correctly, child rape. Unfortunately, the pattern that I've observed anecdotally in watching coverage of both a, a person of means like Mr. Epstein or a regular person or a person in any state in this country, I live in Florida, so when you see stories A lot of these sex offenders, most of them are not rich. They don't have means. They're not famous in any way, shape, or form, but they are charged, put in prison, and released only to commit the same crime. They're still registered sex offenders. They're still not allowed to live. All the rules that are put into place, and I'm not saying these rules are bad, but my argument is they're not effective. So what if a registered sex offender releases from prison and can't live a 1,000 feet within a school? I'm not, again, is that a good? That's not going to stop a sex offender from reoffending. Their sexual desire is children. They're not going to put that away. Once they're released, the only time that it's put away, the only time that they can't act on those impulses is, guess when? When they're in prison. That's why they need to stay there for the rest of their natural life. When they are released, every sex offender that is released back into society puts our children at risk. Plain and simple, that's just a fact. And I understand that every case is different, but again, this is what happens as well. We start to get, and I think what happens in cases like this And this is the kind of dirty little insidious secret about this stuff is when the child is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, everyone's in agreement. Horrific, terrible, outrage, person should be killed. But when the victims are 13, 14, 15, I think there's a double standard where people for some reason give it a little more leeway. And as I referred to earlier in some of the reporting of this, the term sex with underage women, that literal term has been used. If you are under 18, you're not a woman. If you are under 18, you're not a man. You're a child. In the legal sense of the term, you are a child. A 14-year-old is a child. If you have sex with a 14-year-old, I don't care if the 14-year-old consents. You're a rapist. You have raped a child. There's a reason that 14-year-olds are not allowed to sign contracts. There's a reason. Because they don't have the ability, the law has determined they don't have the ability to agree to anything contractual. So if they can't agree to signing a simple contract, they definitely can't agree to sex. But I think there is a very insidious kind of justification if the victim is a teenager and there starts to be this weird kind of, well, yeah, it's, it's probably not right, but, you know, and then there's this weird kind of, well, the, you know, she's 14, she's not a little girl, but she's not, and, and or he's not a little boy. There's this weird, fucking weird thing that happens where people get squeamish about fully going after child rapist. If you are, in this case, in the 2008 case, he was 61 years old, Jeffrey Epstein, and he was convicted of soliciting sex from a 13-year-old, okay? He's 61, 61, what are we talking about here? But that doesn't even matter. He could have been 51, 41, or 31, or 21. If you, as an adult, are having sex with an underage child, you are a child rapist, and you are a child molester. So I don't know why, as a society, for some reason, we're uncomfortable with this situation i'm going to briefly talk about the other case that made me sick that was around making the rounds and i don't know much more than what i heard in the blip headlines about the young man and i forgot i don't know what state it's in where he was basically the judge stated hey he's from a good family he's got a good future ahead of him so we're not going to ruin his life even though he raped a child Or even though he committed a rape, excuse me, I think he committed a rape, so he was under 16. So this there is a weird thing with rape now, where we're just kind of going, "Hey, rape happens." It's it's a you know he's a kid, he's a kid. Even though the evidence was clear, this wasn't a case where there was any doubt or conflicting stories or. Anything that would put it in the gray area where a lot of these sexual crimes I know end up, they end up in that gray area, which makes it tough sometimes to convict, and I am understanding of that situation. In this situation, that wasn't the case, and there are more and more situations, uh, I believe the kid, uh, the, the college student in Stanford, that raped someone at a dumpster that two Good Samaritans happened to jump in and witness and stop and... This judge over there, basically, I don't know. And like I said, and of course, they're all male judges that are doing this. I don't see female judges doing this. I see male judges doing this. And as men, this should be sickening. There's this weird kind of, I don't know what it is and I don't know why this is happening. Rape is rape is rape. If you are convicted of raping Anyone, adult or in this case, children, in this case, children, you're a child molester. Maybe that term is not being used enough. Jeffrey Epstein is a child molester. He's a child molester. And maybe that's the problem. We're not using the term, the correct term for what he is. Because in this story, in in the reporting, sex trafficking, underage, all sickening, all, all horrific and all disgusting and all nauseating. But call him what he is. You, sir, are a child molester. So child molesters should go away for the rest of your life and never be seen in public again. And never set free. be set free to do your molesting again. Because guaranteed, if by some crazy ridiculousness, This current case against Mr. Epstein ends up in, he serves a limited jail sentence and is released. You bet your bottom dollar, he will find a way to molest children again. It may not be in the formalized, large scale way that happened and what he's charged with now, but I guarantee you he will do it again because that's what child molesters do because that's what their sexual desires dictate think about it we all have sexual desires whether you're gay straight whatever your your sexual orientation is if someone's going to tell you just put that away you can't come on what makes you think child molesters are any different they are sexually excited by children that will never change they will never stop unless they are put away and in prison where they can't do it because there's no opportunity. If there is an opportunity, they will do it again. Look at any case, wherever you're listening to this podcast, watch your local news, read your newspaper. You're going to see all the time, man charged with molesting a child. And I guarantee you, 99% to 100% of the time, you're going to read that story and that freaking story is going to say he was charged with this, went to prison for it and was released or worse, he was charged but was not convicted, didn't serve any jail time. It was alleged that he did this before but there wasn't enough evidence or for whatever reason, the person wasn't convicted and jailed. You're going to hear that every single freaking time because they cannot stop their desire they can't, nor do they want to. So as a society, we are woefully inadequate in protecting our children. I don't know why that is. And then on top of that, not not only that, to make it even worse, we kind of, as a society, kind of not look the other way, but we kind of go, well, we kind of always try to look for extenuating circumstances uh, uh, to, uh to 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 uh, to kind of give sympathy to a child molester like we 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 do this weird thing like i said and i think it happens when the victims are are in their teen years cuz like i said i think when the when the victim is under 10 i think everybody is sufficiently sickened by that but again even with that situation the justice system has not protected us sufficiently. And again, I understand the complications. I understand, especially with young children, again, where that is a complicated situation. I do get that. I understand that it's not that black and white, and I understand that it's those are some of the most difficult cases to prosecute. But we have to get to a point where we figure something out because there's been too many times where too many of these people have committed these horrific crimes, have either not been jailed at all or been jailed for a very limited amount of time Are released and do it again. And again, as I said before, I disagree with some of the coverage where, with Mr. Epstein, a man with money can get away with stuff. Not that that doesn't happen, but when it comes to crimes of a sexual nature against children, I see it every day in the news. It doesn't matter that the person's rich or poor or middle income, it doesn't matter. This is happening on all income strata of the offender, whether they're poor, rich, in the middle, where sentences are not commiserate with the crimes that they're being accused of. And children are being victimized on a daily basis by people that they should have no business being victimized by because they have, should have been put away for the rest of their lives. I don't know what the solution is to that. I don't know how we do a better job there. Uh, that's not. I'm not a legal expert and I know the legal implications uh, of protecting the accused are, are, are things that are you cannot just circumvent that. But we as a society have to do a better job, as a legal system, have to do a better job of protecting kids because I'm seeing the trend more and more and more, and it's 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 disturbing and the the kind of reasoning trying to find a reason or trying to find something to be more understanding of the molester instead of the victim. The the he's a good kid, he's done he's never done anything in his life wrong in the case of a rape or with a child molester, you know, it, it's it's it the 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 coddling of these people and the way that we don't take this seriously enough. We all are horrified when we hear these stories and then we as people go, oh that's terrible. But again these people re-offend, 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 re-offend. Uh, it's ridiculous. If you, can, if you live in every, any neighborhood, you what, what is that thing? You pull up, when you move, what do people do? They pull up the zip code and see how many sex offenders live in their area. And if you pull that up, you'd be shocked by the number of registered sex offenders that live in any given area. So these are people, in my opinion, and I don't know every single case. Again, I know every case is different, but I guarantee you a lot of these Sex offenders offended children under the age of 13, under the age of 10. Why, why, why are they out? Why are they out? Something is wrong. And maybe it's a legislative situation. I don't know. But again, it's sickening to me. This whole story is sickening. And I'm glad that the Miami Herald brought this case back into light. And hopefully they will get it right this time and put this guy away forever. Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, again, if you like to follow the show on social media, uh, Twitter is at bend your ear Pod. That's also the handle for Instagram. You can email the show at BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get shows uh, from the website, www.LemmeBendYourEarPodcast. Dot com. Again, if you listen to the show on iTunes, please rate and review. Again, that's a great way you can help the show. Uh, very easy and quick. It takes a couple minutes to do that. So if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. Uh, the show, again, is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Again, if this is the first time you're listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode and continue to listen. And if you've been a listener and are still listening, I appreciate you coming back, and I hope everybody has a great week.